Hello, everyone, and welcome to the On the Front Lines of Collapse podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Michael, joined today by my co-host, Christopher David. Hi, everybody. In this episode, we're going to discuss the European energy crisis and what that means when it comes to America. Up until this time, we've lived in the most prosperous period in human history, but the overconsumption of finite, concentrated energy will be our swift undoing. Europe is on the precipice of a dark winter, as they are no longer able to consume free-flowing, cheap oil from Russia. The sanctions of Western nations against Russia's special military operation in Ukraine has hurt them far more than it's hurt Russia. The people of European countries are rising with their collective voices to end the sanctions because they are unable to afford their electric bills, and many small, family-run businesses are having to shutter their windows and close shop. This is just the beginning. So let's get into it. To start, I think we should just bring up Germany because I think they are an absolute basket case right now. They really have been. It was with, I mean, we've got when they were fighting the Romans all the, all the way up to World War II uh, and, you know, with concentration camps, obviously. And then we went into the COVID fiasco where they were absolutely attacking people that weren't getting the jab. And now we're having Germany be the leader into the uh, medieval Europe. Yeah, exactly. The first ones to get into that. So 55% of Germans oil comes from Russia, usually. So this year, I think up until September 1st, Putin dropped all oil to Europe, Nord Stream 1 down to zero. He does not plan on opening it back up anytime soon. Uh, The sanctions plus European countries are putting uh, price caps so they're saying you need to give us this oil but we're only going to pay you what we want to pay you for it doesn't matter how much it costs to get out of the ground we're going to pay you what we want to pay so they're telling russia what they're going to pay for russia's natural um resources yes oh okay so how's that working out for them uh, not well mm-hmm. because recently on september 7th Vladimir Putin was warning that Russia will stop delivering on oil and gas supplies to countries in Europe that introduce price caps. It just boggles my mind how any of the managers of these countries can sit there and say, yep, sanctions are good. Our people want them. We want to help Ukraine. What's going on? I guess they're, well, you know, their hand, who's their handlers mm-hmm. with it? You got to ask. And then I don't like to use the word elites because they're not. <laughs> they are incompetent evil narcissists and psychopaths that's not an elite person that's a broken misguided you can't rehabilitate these types of of losers and they're the ones in charge and they're telling everyone that they know the way forward and that's apparently to go medieval yeah and the politicians so specifically uh, germany's chancellor schultz he said Today, September 13th, by the end of 2023, we will be able to import all the gas that we need. From where? Neverland? From where is the first question. Mm -hmm. I think the second one should be, by the end of 2023, that means this winter, next spring, summer, fall, winter, and then they're going to be able to get all the gas they need. But until then, what is it? They're just fucked? Yep. What are they supposed to do? Yep. The idea of the sanctions, obviously, was to hurt Russia financially. But it's done the absolute opposite 
of that, where the ruble's doing the best that it's done, I think, since 2008. The U.S. dollar and the euro are tanking. With all of that going on over there, what does it look like for the average person? And then what is that going to look like for us across the pond? What it's looking like, we'll go to Italy, for example. A lot of people in Italy, uh, especially Naples, Turney, Assisi, they're burning their electric bills, which doesn't do anything. It's not actually going to decrease their electric bill. It's trying to send a message. I think they should maybe keep that stuff for the winter because they, they might have to burn it. Mm. Another thing that's looking like for uh, England, and th- this was a couple of weeks ago that people were, were showing the increases of their uh, electric bills where there was a pub where their monthly electric bill was going from about a thousand pounds, which is 1200 us dollars per month to 6,000 pounds, which is 7,300 us dollars per month a normal business does not have the ability to just come up with those type of funds and by normal i think i want to say small businesses are not able to have that kind of an accounting adjustment because they plan their budgets quarters in advance so you can't just come up with an additional six thousand dollars for your energy they're feeling the squeeze people are closing their businesses and it's really hurting the local economies, especially. All right. So we're seeing a lot of European leaders use that term very loosely, deliberately sabotage their economies, their their citizens' lives. You know, part of me is still I don't want to underestimate the level of incompetence of these entitled privileged pricks because they have been they've been handpicked for decades to go through the motions of being supported by this group and that group. So I don't want to underestimate their stupidity. At the same time, it's very obvious there's an agenda here and it's not going the way that they wanted it to with Russia. So it seems like they're going to war against their own citizenry. And that means no food for you, no electricity for you. If you turn the thermostat up a little bit, um, past what we approve, you're going to jail. Really, give me a break. That's actually happening. In Switzerland, they're considered jailing anyone who heats their rooms above 19 degrees Celsius, which is 66.2 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. Now, this isn't a law yet, but they're talking, they're discussing it. Yeah, so of course it's going to be enacted. And then you have the farms being shut down for climate change, which is their cover for their agendas um you know how much of this is the wef involved probably a lot you know it's just it's so ridiculous they have their hands in all of the governments especially in europe mm-hmm. uh lose trust from the united kingdom she, she's been part of the wf for years mm. so they are very comfortable with the leaders that they have in power right now and the reason why they're not going to change policy is because they're bought and paid for. They're taken care of. They're not going to get in trouble. They're going to get in trouble if they don't follow the script, but it's not the script from the citizenry. They don't care. Absolutely not. They're not asking if the people want to support Ukraine. Mm-hmm. They're just saying it is your duty yep. to support Ukraine, yeah, yeah. and we're going to send them billions of dollars. And this is, you know, we go back to, um, you know, the narcissists and the psychopaths. This is what these people do. Mm-hmm. They're never going to change. It's always their way or the highway. 
And if you're in the way, they're going to bulldoze you over. That's how they operate. Yes. You know, and, and so the audacity of these assholes to be forcing their agendas on the people like that is despicable. How much are they going to take? As much as they can. I think the problem is just the overconsumption. Mm-hmm. And they want to be able to consume what they want without having to deal with the people. And I think the people right now, they're just being used as pawns. They're in the way. Yeah. Yeah. The farmers, they're in the way. The funny thing is, it's like, okay, we're going to get rid of all these farmers in the Netherlands. Where's your food going to be coming from? They're going to be importing that from their little tropical palaces. Where? It's just, it's so absurd. And, And not only are they shutting down the farmers, but the ones that are able to continue aren't able to keep all of their harvest because of the electricity prices right now in, in like storage they can't keep it in storage right yeah in in uh, norway farmers they have to throw away the majority of their harvest because they just can't store it in climate controlled conditions so that it doesn't mm-hmm. go rotten mm-hmm. sweden's largest tomato grower shut down these are things that people aren't going to understand probably for the next six months to a year Mm -hmm. because that's when all of that food is introduced into the market. It's not going to be there. Right. So the energy crisis has second, third, fourth, fifth order effects that they're either not considering or they're just straight ignoring. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because part of the, the entitlement is I tell reality what happens and not the rest of us that have to deal with reality. And then we have to deal with their fucked up policies, their stupidity constantly, you know. Now, Greer talks about collapse taking a very long time over the course of a couple hundred years. I think this is he might have to rewrite some of his books because I don't think there's a time in history where there's been so many deliberate clusterfucks going on like we have now with the policies really messing up people's lives and in accelerating collapse it's becoming daily yeah that i mean i go on my twitter in the morning i'm shocked at the stuff that i'm reading that are happening every single day that these governments are making these new policy these new plans we're gonna cap the price of russian oil just because we can Mm -hmm. but then they're expecting the oil to stay on Mm -hmm. it doesn't work that way it's tough because you then question okay how much is deliberate how much is incompetence is this their vain attempt to remain in power for as long as possible and keep the status quo going i.e keep fossil fuels in the industrial world world alive and in doing so they're actually accelerating collapse they will cling to the status quo until they are ripped out of the room Mm -hmm. and they break a nail on their way out yeah because that's the only thing that they know consistent growth but also these wealthy managerial class types their whole existence is dependent on the industrial world surviving and continuing but it seems like they don't have the slightest clue about that and so they're trying to demolish it as soon as possible yeah, I, I think they don't understand the fundamentals that are built on their lifestyles continuing yeah. and understanding all of the great 
uh, things that they do, all of the vacations they take and planes that they ride and cars that they buy. Yachts. They, these are made by a lot of people. Average people f- getting the fuel to refine it, to then ship it to where they need it, to then put it in their jets, to then maintain the jets, maintain the yachts, the crews for that. They're ruining those people's lives and expecting all of that to still continue. And then they want to be thanked for it. Yeah. You know, Bill Gates is supposed to be this great hero oh, of right. philanthropy. Mm-hmm. Where? Mm-hmm. What What has he done that, that mm-hmm. has been so great? They were supposed to thank him and, and look at him like he is a modern day deity. Mm-hmm. It's, it's stupid. Yeah, it definitely is. So let's bring it back home. What does it look like for the average American with this bullshit going on in Europe? I'm scared for Americans mm-hmm. because so many people right now, I think, are just digging a nice little hole and sticking their heads in it. Well, they're going to be on, on uh, Twitter. They're going to bitch about it. Then they're going to go home, watch Fox News, eat a pizza from Domino's, and expect life to continue. Yeah, and that's not going to happen mm-hmm. and sure it might take a couple of years for it to really ramp up and for people to not have the energy they need to not have the food storage maybe that they currently have and look like north koreans yeah. skin and bones yeah it's a possibility i think it's scary because people aren't taking it seriously because when you go out right now, people are still driving their cars. Yeah. They're still able to go to the store. Right now, you're able to get most of the things that you want mm-hmm. from the store. It's still so easy. There's no incentive for them to simplify, right. to stop consuming so much. Because they see everyone else consuming at the same level they've mm-hmm. been consuming. Mm-hmm. Why do they have to stop? Yeah. Why do, why do I have to stop when my neighbor has you know a jeep and a trailer and two other cars and a big tractor and a ride on lawnmower why do i have to stop Mm -hmm. that's what they're saying it's a selfish need i think right now yeah absolutely i think we're leaving an era of financialization based on abstractions i.e fraud for the most part and entering an era of commodities where only physical goods really matter this is not only on a global scale, but also locally too. And people like you're saying are not connecting the dots just yet. Yeah, they're not. I think. So could you say that a little more simple, just so people understand? So we're an economy of financialization. So we've the stocks, numbers, the bonds. Yeah. Numbers. Exactly. The, you know, instead of physical gold, we're dealing with paper gold Mm -hmm. for everything. These claims on wealth. Um, derivatives would be another one. You know, it's all these claims on the actual physical goods and we can just print or make up numbers and print the currency out there and make it seem like we're rich and powerful. And and... then go buy those physical (laughs) items, right? Yeah. Yeah, So we're not based off of a tangible assets. This is all intangible in computers, really. Exactly. Uh It's all, you know, in the metaverse bullshit so you see us moving toward physical back to tangible back to basics we're not building back better it's back to basics bitch yeah because we you need to have the gold trademark in in the bank account you need to have the oil in the tanker you can't do this phantom wealth 
oh, well, we have a claim on this claim and that claim. No, you better have it or you don't. And that's how Russia is moving forward. That's what it was like for all of human history. And we're going back to it. Yeah. And what I also see us going back to is rations. So so you ask the question, what does it look like here? Mm-hmm. That's one of the first things, I think, when we have used all of the free, cheap, easy oil, mm-hmm. we're going to go to rations. Well, then that brings up the question with the Biden administration mm-hmm. allowing so much of the strategic oil reserves to be bled dry. Just yesterday, they've been releasing about a million barrels a day. And we consume about a 20 million. 22. 22 million barrels a day. In the United States. Yeah. Which is 25% that is used total in the world. So we're 5% of the population. We are using 25% of the world's oil resources daily. So that tells me we have a hell of a long way to drop. Yes. In standards of living. Right. So just get back to the reserves. Mm -hmm. They've been releasing 1 million barrels a day. Yesterday, they released the most ever in one day, 8.4 million barrels absolutely insane we are past the lowest level since 1984 which is ironic that it's that year mm-hmm. read the book if you haven't read it recently <laughs> read it again they're using it as it is a template yeah Newspeak. we don't have to get into it here but so many different things that are happening that are in the book mm-hmm. it's crazy we're at the lowest level since 1984 that's before you and i were both born and anyone with a brain would know that the strategic oil reserves is used for emergency purposes. Yes. So are we in an emergency? Let's come out and be be honest about it. are we in an emergency? Currently no, we are not. Or where's that where's that fucker shipping the stuff to? Exactly. Where is it going? Yeah. Because that's supposed to be strategic. Yeah. Oil reserve. Yep. Though like you said it's for emergencies. Mm-hmm. It's for strains on the system. Mm-hmm. Um so we're releasing so many. I did a calculation this morning based off of how much we use per day at normal consumption levels. We're good for 20 days. If no other flowing oil comes in, 20 days. But that's also just going off the numbers of what was currently extracted from it. If he wants to dump 10, 15 million barrels a day, why not? There seems to be no checks and balances on it. Yeah, not at all. And we certainly don't know where it's going, which is obviously very scary. Um, You know, that's supposed to be keeping, that's our life alert system, you know, keeping us going for a little bit um, to soften a blow. But no, we're doing it now for political purposes or just flat out sign it to China. Could be. Or Europe. I honestly don't know, Yeah, you know, where, where it's going right now. I think what they've been doing is releasing the oil. Probably selling some of it, but then also to artificially keep our gas prices lower. Mm -hmm. That's going to go up Mm -hmm. because I know that Saudi Aramco, which is where we get some of our oil, they announced increases to our prices in October, uh, the U.S. prices in October. Mm -hmm. They're going to decrease Europe and Asia. Mm. So we're going to start looking like Europe where not enough people are going to be able to afford the Mm -hmm. gas Mm -hmm. and then whatever gas they're going to be able to get they're not going to be able to do much with it because they're going to put caps they're going to say oh you can't use it between this time in the morning this time in the afternoon so what do you think that looks like for 
our everyday economy disaster because it's just it's still just in time delivery systems so we have all these trucks that are running keeping everything afloat if you're in a more rural area if you're in a mountainous area that could be the rocky mountains sierra nevadas um the pacific northwest or the appalachians that's you know it's remote areas and so to keep those people going you need to have trucks delivering necessary items so that's going to be reduced we can easily see martial law initiated they they're going to love that they're going to love that because that's basically what china is using right now for their zero covid policy is just mass martial law when they're using drones to yell at people to tell them to stay in their apartments yes yes and the local um like mayors are on their loudspeakers telling them if anyone gets covid they're going to bury them alive Mm -hmm. you you know it's it's a basket case over there so it's obviously coming here it's already started when when the president is up there looking like a netflix show with the red light and the soldiers in the background seriously give me a break it's all theatrics yeah but the true message is it is going to come here Mm -hmm. we've been mostly spared the horribleness that's happening in in europe and asia right now it's not going to take long for it to get here and it's going to be bad Mm -hmm. and people i hope if you're listening you need to do stuff now we cannot continue to wait you have to simplify because the quicker you simplify, the quicker you're going to get through the emotions of collapsing, mm-hmm. which we talked about in episode one. Yes, exactly. So, you know, what are some small steps people could be doing to simplify? I would say since we're still on a, a little bit of a longer timeline now, I would say if you use your microwave every day, start using every other day. If you open your refrigerator 15 times a day, open it five times a day. Get to the point where you stop using it. Mm-hmm. Stop using your air conditioner. Stop using microwave. Not only is this going to lower your electrical cost, you don't actually need them. We don't have them. We talk about it at length in the articles that we have in our book, The Millennial's Guide to the Future, because they're unnecessary. You can simplify and still have a high standard of living. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like when I was talking to um, neighbors yesterday, we were going over some of the things that we discussed today. And like you said, get rid of the microwave. You can get rid of the refrigerator. In our situation, we don't have a microwave. We don't have a TV or a refrigerator. And so we're coming up with ways of storing food that have a long shelf life without requiring a lot of energy input. So that's dry foods. That's the pasta. That's the flour. Chris, you did a great job with learning how to make your own pasta and the flour can store indefinitely in a five gallon bucket. It's also very affordable at at Walmart right now. You get um, how much is it? Is it three to five dollars for a 10 pound bag? So it's still really affordable, but you can make a hell of a lot of pasta. Yeah, it takes for both of us and we never eat all of it. Mm -hmm. I do two cups of flour. I do three large eggs, a little bit of olive oil. You can put salt in it if you want to. I don't find it necessary because I don't taste it, but you can if you want to. Mix it together. You keep kneading it until it's smooth. That's pasta. I have a bunch of different cutters and a pasta machine to help roll it, but you can just do it with a rolling pin. 
there's tons of videos online to be able to do it but instead of buying the pasta which takes up a lot of volume to store when it's already like like hard rigatoni or spaghetti or something from the store you can store so much more flour to make the pasta so that's a really quick way that's a simplification that helps so much and it's cheap and you didn't have to tell anyone about it you don't have to if you're worried about you know being the weird one which you're not you're actually just ahead of the curve here people are going to look to you and be like oh my god i really respect that because that's one of the things that we've found out here people don't want to do it but they say they really respect it but you get back to the pasta and then when we go to cook it we use the propane gas we use a little cooker um, that you can get on amazon and we cook all of our meals using that it's very efficient it's limited amount of gas and in no time you've got a wonderful filling meal so it's perfect for at home use absolutely especially the propane we've used the same propane can this entire summer yes and we haven't had to change it and it's still half full yeah so it's it's you know very efficient yeah we use that to heat the water for our showers um, for cooking for tea it's it's fantastic what's another idea or tip that you think that we could share i would say if you have a house you need to get a wood stove you need to get it now because they're not going to have the parts it's made of metal obviously so they're having a lot of trouble sourcing materials whatever they have in stock they're not going to have for very much longer so i would just say that this isn't a plug for anybody it's just you need to get that because you want to be able to heat your house. If you have no system to be able to do that right now, you might be screwed this winter if they shut off your electricity because there's too much of a demand to be able to heat mm -hmm. your house. That's going to be a problem. And unlike summer with air conditioners where there's a lot of other ways to mitigate the temperature, soaking to tubs, cool, yeah. fans, stuff like that. You will not be able to do that in the winter. And it sucks to put just to put more clothes on in the house. It's pretty demoralizing to have more blankets, more clothes on you, and your, you know. And your nose is still red. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's going to be a very uncomfortable existence for a lot of people. So that that's what I would say. If you have the money to be able to do it right now, get a little one if you all have to stay in one room. Because you can just poke it right through the wall with a thimble. Sure. Yeah. There's tons of places that you could get information on how to properly set that up. We have a tiny wood stove from tinywoodstoves.com. This isn't a plug for them either. It's just that we have it and it works really well. There's a variety of sizes. We have the five kilowatt, which easily takes care of our 320 square feet. It actually is a little too much with how well insulated we are. So we do have to open some windows with it, but I'd much rather open some windows than freeze to death, you know, um, with a inefficient wood stove oh it can get quite toasty sure um you know and then you can also learn some skills on how to cook with that you can heat water with it for your pasta again you know and we have a an oven on top of it so yes. it uses the air circulation to to heat and it cooks great oh yeah it's really it's really nice i can't wait to use that again this year with you know building our skills with cooking things I th yeah i think that's a great idea especially going into winter right now you know europe those poor guys they're on their own right now because i also i don't know how true it is but i heard that they're not allowed to cut down trees in certain countries or areas i think in germany it's illegal you're allowed to collect firewood well forget that yeah but, but i also saw there was like a german google search for 
firewood for sale had gone up like 60 or 80 percent you can't have those tens of millions of people just in one country all scrambling to get a wood stove the the supply is not there especially so close i mean winter is right around the corner sure it's coming and people aren't prepared and this is not a doomsday proclamation it's just common sense it's real life yeah these are facts that are happening. Well, on you know the, the the topic, when I was trying to work on our other container to get that insulated, I was looking for the closed cell foam spray kit to do like six hundred feet. At the time, it was like a thousand dollars to do it. They were completely sold out when I was looking last December. I signed up for Home Depot email alerts to see if it's in stock. A couple weeks ago, I got an email saying, "Hey, it's still out of stock." We'll let you know when it comes back. It ain't there. It's, it's not, coming, not back. coming back. So what we actually had to do was get the individual great stuff red cans and use them to go, you know, layer by layer up and down all over the container in between the two by four studs to get it finished. Which, Boy, which you it, did. And it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work, but man, is it insulated this yep. summer. Um, you know, we had days in the 90s. Well, we had a few days in the hundreds, too. And it was 75 degrees, 76 degrees inside. And it's in full sun. It it worked so well. So that is a big thing. Insulate the bejesus out of your walls, out of your windows, your doors, everything to help reduce the need to heat. And what heat you do use, it's still kept in the house. And, and I would say also use that heat for multiple purposes. Absolutely. So that's why the heating, that's why the wood stove is such a, a great idea because you can use it heating, hot water, food, so many different uses where you're just using wood. And ours is small enough that we can use actually a smaller amount of wood mm-hmm. to get a greater effect. Absolutely. Yeah, it's way more efficient. So you, I think the inside you can have an eight to nine inch um, long log um, so I think traditionally it's like 12 or 16 inches for regular wood um, so we do have to do some extra work to cut it down the size we have a chainsaw for that and yeah it's fantastic the the where we live most neighbors have um, oil like propane or heating oil to keep warm and it's kind of weird because we are living in Appalachia and I mean we are surrounded by trees yeah absolutely everywhere you look because we live in the mountains so the trees are everywhere and people still are using oil to heat their houses yep yeah so they're going to be fucked in a few years if not this year already so you know we're kind of ahead of the curve with that yeah they'll get priced out before there's no oil absolutely because you know the fireplace companies um for the wood stoves they're going to sell it to the highest bidder. They're not going to, you know, they're going to constantly jack the prices up. Especially when they're not going to be able to have as many resources to make the stoves going forward with metal. Yeah, most of it's from China. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because with tiny wood stoves, they get the majority of their parts from China and they are chronically sold out of stuff. So it, it, you know, you really do have to be ahead of the game and buy in advance to have it before winter sets in and all of these countries that have great natural resources for these type of purposes um indonesia being one china that have a lot of resources there 
they're going to stop sending those resources out. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about like parts and manufacturing. Yeah. But also like the metals, Mm -hmm. that's a a really big commodity item. We're not going to see it. Mm -hmm. So you need to do these things now because Mm -hmm. in Europe, they're going to be capping people on the amount of electricity they can use. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a huge thing. And they've already agreed to, start reducing energy use per country, mm-hmm. not just the EU total per country, 10% in the so EU. So do you think it's going to look just like an, another North Korea, just the whole EU and the United States? Do you have the leadership at the top just trickling out necessities to keep everybody, well, on the teat, but you know, starved, diseased, just so that they can't revolt against them? Yeah, absolutely. And also to bring back 1984, you're going to go to the store and it's going to say, look at all these choices of shoes we have. And you say, okay, well, I want to want those ones. I'm size 11. But we don't have those ones. Okay, well, how about these ones? We don't have those ones either. You get one type, one pair of pants, mm-hmm. one type. That's in 1984, the book. That's going to be similar to what's going to Isn't it just too. a shame that they just couldn't be honest and be like, look, guys, we're on a finite planet. We've had some pretty stupid ass ideas that we could just have perpetual growth and unlimited resource extraction and never have to pay the price of that. That's not actually going to be. So we're going to have to start cutting back. Instead, no, we're going to jail you. We're going to throw you. For anti-government sentiment, all of these different things. Yeah, we're going to jail you. We're going to starve you. We're going to ruin your lives, destroy the economies. Really, there is a better way to do this. The reason that they are not saying that is because that would be them proving that they cannot provide for us and our safety, and that would take away their moral mandate to to be our leaders. Mm. So they're just going to lie into oblivion. And jail you. Yeah, absolutely. If you're saying anything contrary to the message, we're seeing that now. Mm -hmm. A lot of stuff which might be a further discussion mm-hmm. at a later date yeah read between the lines <laughs> there's, there's just so much going on with, where they're jailing people yeah. they're hunting them down absolutely with and, for seemingly no reason other than party affiliation and you don't hear a peep out of any judges law enforcement anywhere nothing nope nope because they're lackeys of the system mm-hmm. that's what it is and that's what that's why, what that's why we talk about walking away from it because that's the number one thing to do stop posting bullshit about trump and how you support him and all that crap he's not going to save you come on wake up no one in government is going to save you walk away from the system live simply that doesn't mean that you're in a cardboard box it just means that you reduce your supply lines you provide for a few more things that you used to outsource to china or walmart and you just live a little bit more resiliently. That's it. You have to s- just simplify it just you don't a have little to, bit. You don't have to post about it. You don't have to tell the government to go fuck themselves, how many guns you bought, any of that. Quietly walk away. Absolutely. That's that it. is the best thing that you can do. You can start it today. Yep. And what are they going to do about it? Not a damn thing. No, they can't because they want you to protest. They want you to fight back. They want you to throw out... I'm going to do this, this, and this. I'm going to hurt people. No. Be quiet. You're not alone. You ha- There's tens of millions of people that agree with you. Just step back. Walk away from it. 
and make a brighter and better future for yourself. Absolutely. I think that's a great place to end our conversation on this today. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. We'll put the link in the show notes, but if you want to check out our articles, you can go to newrevenantsociety.com. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys.